Buckland Farmers Trainers Podcast, part of ConcealedCarry.com network. This is Season 5, Episode 22, published on August 1st, 2023. This year is going awfully fast. In this episode, we'll be talking with Steve Fisher, Justin Peters, and Stephen Hendricks about the USCCA's new quality program. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. So sit back, relax, grab a notepad, and be ready for this week's episode of the Fireman Trainers Podcast. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Fireman Trainers Association. Visit their website, ftaprotect.com, to learn more about their instructor coverage offer and their competitive pricing. All certified instructors can apply for FTA coverage. And remember, for listeners of this podcast, you can use promo code FTP10 at checkout for 10% off. This episode is brought to you by Palm Pepper Spray. Palm has been an innovator in pepper spray technologies for several generations and continues to deliver the best formula in the best delivery system. Palm sells inert, water-filled units for instructors to utilize in training scenarios to help students understand the delivery system and train for those defensive scenarios. Palm is available in belt clip, keychain, and snap quick-release systems. Palm is the smallest half-ounce personal carry unit available on the market. Palm's flip-top dispensing system raises the standard for performance and safety with the strongest legal formula in 10 seconds of continuous spray or 20 half-second burst. Learn more and buy your unit at palmpepperspray.com. We bring this podcast support to the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every fire instructor in America that dedicates time and energy in making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Justin Peters and Stephen Hendricks from the USCCA. Welcome, gentlemen. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, JP, I know you've been on before. Um, Stephen, you haven't been on before, but Stephen, JP, can you give us a little bit about what you do at the USCCA so our listeners know who you are? I'll let you go first, Steve. Well, that's an awesome question. We have a new role. Justin and I are both in um, the training excellence team, and we are training development managers is our uh, official title. We have a, a wide variety of responsibilities um, so um, Justin leads the training counselor coordinator position. Um, I lead the uh, quality assurance and conduct side um, or compliance. And uh, we share those responsibilities, but, um, you know, take the lead on on each half because there's just quite a bit of work to do there. So we have our fingers in our uh, um, curriculum development and um, continue education for our regional training managers. Um, um, what else do we do? Help me out here, Justin. Yeah, I would say the the biggest thing, like our main focus right now is new curriculum that's coming up. We've got a couple new curriculums in the pipeline. So what Steve and I have to do is we're drinking from a fire hose, learning those new curriculums. And then our job is to teach them to our regional training managers so that they can offer that to our official partners. So that has been, I would probably say, our largest task to date. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you're talking official partners as well as the uh, independent instructors, right? That is correct. Okay. Yes. So right now, our regional training managers, or we've referred to as RTMs, we've got tons of acronyms that we use here. I know it can be confusing because it's confusing internally also. Um, But our our regional training managers deal specifically with the uh, official partners. And then, yeah, um, for instance, Steve and I are teaching a class in two weeks to just independent instructors we're doing an air 15 instructor development class so we uh we are kind of all over the place with our roles and responsibilities mm-hmm. 
Yep. And we'll see, I'm sure more of those uh, three letter acronyms coming out as uh, we, as everything changes, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, Hey, can you give our listeners a little bit of an overview about what's changing and when it comes with the quality initiative that's uh, coming up? So we at the USCCA are um, uh, very serious about what we do. And of course our, our focus is on uh, personal protection and, um, there is lots and lots of people out there, and depending on, of course, um, whose statistics you read, somewhere estimated of um, eight million first-time gun buyers. And so, there's a lot of folks out there that um, are concerned with the way things are going in the world, and they need some direction and instruction. And of course, our uh, certified firearms instructors and certified training counselors are um, avenues to achieve um, those goals. And we want the best. And so the only way we um, have the best is to have a quality program to present to them and then provide them with um, opportunities for continuing education. And so that's really uh, the primary thing that we're looking at now is the continuing education aspect of that. We've had a, um, a good certification program for quite a while. And um, then the question became is, you know, how do we, how do we help them keep getting better? And, and um, that's, that's kind of a focus for us. There's a lot of other little things uh, as well. And um, developing or raising that, that bar, that standard. And that's a very close look at um, the curriculum itself that we present to them, making sure it's current and up to date and that we are um, providing it or presenting it in a format that, um, offers them the the opportunity to take that material and and help us spread the word. <clears throat> we are also um, revising the instructor certification program in and of itself. Um, we have a, a tiered system plotted out. Uh, right now, basically, you have two levels: you have certified instructor and you have training counselor. Well, that's going to expand. Um, we haven't determined the exact number, but let's just say for the sake of discussion today, there'll be five levels or five tiers. And so for that um, hobby instructor who, you know, uh, once a month in between his job and family teaches a class, that, that first level tier may be um, perfectly acceptable for them. On the other hand, you've got the professional instructor who that's his livelihood. Um, he may develop himself up to one of those top tier um, uh, positions. So we're going to provide opportunities for instructors at, at all levels for continuing education and something that will fit um, kind of their needs and goals and, and um, what they're able to do. Do you have any, um, can you tease our listeners a little bit about what some of those continuing education might be, might be about? Certainly. We're going to, of course, develop some um, e-learning stuff. Um, the uh, podcast that or um, a Facebook live event that uh, Justin hosts, there'll be some opportunities to do some um, continuing education stuff through that. Um, we're uh, in the process of looking at additional Protector Academy um, videos for uh, training purposes. And then, of course, um, events like um, USCC Expo, in-person events. Um, really, there's nothing... Um, off the table as far as that goes we just have to find the time to to um, develop it for them mm -hmm. yeah that's really cool because i know as a instructor i'm always 
looking for ways to shoot better, but also the ways of going long and improving my presentation, my students. How can I explain something that's very, uh, seems very normal to me, but train, but teach somebody who's never thought about, um, you know, sites how to go along and properly press the trigger do doing all those types of things where um you know you've got you've got to look at where they're coming from and meet them there because it makes it extremely hard and there's very good uh instructors out there that can that i've taken a lot of uh tips and tricks from to improve my instructing style also yeah a, f- a friend of mine he says that you know if you steal from one person that's plagiarism but if you steal from lots of people that's scholarly and so I try to apply that. And I have, I, you know, quite frankly, I've had, I've been blessed with um, teaching with and and being around some very, very knowledgeable, talented instructors. And um, yeah, without that, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. So um, I'm still looking, still looking for those folks. Well, definitely. Um, when it comes to the certification levels you were talking about, you're going to have from the hobbyist all the way up to the uh, professional for is there going to be certain um, benefits, I guess, if you're at the high le- higher levels or um, or training courses, you can you can help uh, create and do, do those types of things? Is that some of the stuff you're thinking about? Absolutely. So the, the higher up you go, the more that um, curriculum that will be available to you to teach. Um, and of course, some people, like I said, that hobbyist, he doesn't have time to teach a bazillion different things. Um, so the the. The core curriculum type stuff is is perfectly suitable for them, but and we don't limit anybody, you know. And I don't mean when I talk about a hobby instructor for that to to sound bad. It's not. It's just it's you know time and availability. And as their time and availability increases, then they can certainly increase their levels and and um, gain access to to more curriculum. There's a difference between teaching five days a week and teaching, you know, once or twice a month. That's, uh, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, need a lot, need a lot more. Um, why, why do you feel the need to go along and do this to make, come up with this quality initiative and such at this point for the USCCA? Well, I, I, you know, nobody, I mean, our culture at the USCCA is if you're not growing, you're dying. And, um, you know, the training, I've been doing this for a long time. And, uh, you know, as I got involved with USCCA, particularly in a full-time role in training, um, it it was, um, to me, it was glaring that we weren't doing the things that I thought were available to help this grow, help this part of what we do grow. And so I started um, voicing some concerns and some ideas and stuff like that. And um, apparently, you know, my voice and other voices that were talking about that were heard. And, and somebody said, Hey, let's, you know, let's see what we can do. Um, so we're, we're pretty serious about it and, and very, very passionate as well. There's Steve-O. He, he managed to make yeah. it in. And um, in fact, Steve has um, given me the opportunity to be here where I'm at. We've um, known each other for a few years and been trying to work together and um, finally, finally pulled this off. And um, it's exciting. Good. Well, welcome, Mr. Fisher. Thank you for joining us. Hey, dude, guys. Sorry I was late. (laughs) Not a problem. Uh, Steve was just giving us a rundown on new quality initiative of, you know, why why it's being done with the continued education and the higher certification levels. And he was uh, giving us more specifics on it. 
Yeah, great. I mean, you, you're in great hands. I didn't even have to be in this podcast, Rob. You got Mr. Hendricks and Mr. Peter right here. Those are the important people. We always like to have you there, Steve, make sure we don't do anything wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speaking of quality control, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I mean, so Rob, this podcast, you're recording it now, right? Yes. And that's a video recording as well? No, just audio. Okay, I gotcha. So it doesn't matter how disheveled so- it look. Yeah, my, I got my. That's why my hair, my hair, Steve's hair, your hair. It doesn't matter what we look like. Justin's the only <laughs> one that's got to worry about his hair. Yeah, it's <laughs> destiny, though, Justin. <laughs> nope, <laughs> nope. I'm keeping this. Mm-hmm. All right, awesome. Um, so you guys just started, and um, I'm just going to kind of tag along here and see how the conversation goes. If there's anything I can add, I will, Rob. Mm-hmm. Definitely, super. Um, Question for uh, JP and Steve, uh, when it comes to instructors and training counselors and things like that, you talked about the different levels. Do you have specific uh, goals and such, or is it going to be limited to a certain number of people, or is it going to be limited to a basic based on their uh, skill level or what their desire to be at different levels are? I don't think we're ever going to cap ourselves. I think, um, like Steve had said, we're open if someone wants to teach and they've got the ability to do so. And um, the competency to be able to do so, we're willing to take them on board. It just depends on where they're going to fall. Um, like Steve was mentioning that we plan on implementing that different level program, but yeah, I can't see us ever, um, setting a, a cap on, on one of those levels. If someone wants to teach, then we're, we're here for them. It just depends on what kind of teacher or instructor do they want to be, where are they going to fall within that, that ranking system? Mm-hmm. How do you think this is going to impact the users, which is, or the ultimate people we're trying to impact, right? But what do you, what's your expectation that this will do for the, for the end user, the, the consumer? I think people are going to love this. Um, it's going to give those who want to, want to teach more and be open to more advanced curriculum to have access to that opportunity. Those that we kind of said want to be hobbyist instructors, they, they can still keep doing that. They can teach the CCW or basic pistol classes. Um, but those that want to do more will have access to all of that. Um, they're going to have to prove themselves out, but they're going to have the uh, the resources to be able to do that. And I'm really excited to see all, the way this plays out and the different curriculums that we're offering. Um, we just got out of a meeting talking about a couple of our new curriculums, and I'm really, really excited for those to get launched to the public and for people to be able to see that, I think it's going to make a lot of people excited. I know I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the one thing I, I think is really neat about the certification levels is, is I can go along and be a hobbyist today. And then as I work closer and closer toward retirement, I could pick up the pace a little bit so that when I retire, hopefully early, then I've got, you know, a very firm foundation to build upon to have a successful business. And that successful business would be pretty much based upon what I want to do. Do I want to teach five days a week and, you know, travel all over the place, or is it going to be, you know, two days a week, you know, doing it, but, but I'm traveling, you know, to wherever I want to go myself. You know, there seems to be a lot of combinations, especially working into uh, retirement or into, you know, out of one job into a new career type of thing. And, and that's where uh, that, I, I can see that could be very appealing to a lot of, uh, a lot of instructors out there more so than just uh, here you go. Good luck with it. You can get the advanced training and really uh, up your game to be the best uh, in town. 
Absolutely. There's, there's flexibility there for the instructors. Like you said, you can choose to be a hobbyist, but maybe once you hit retirement age, you're like, you know what, I'm going to take this serious and start my own training business and hit the ground running or, you know, vice versa. If someone is that advanced instructor, but they're like, you know what, maybe I want to settle down, spend some time with the grandkids. You can, you can certainly do that. Also, the thing I like too, is I'm always trying to push myself. Um, I like to, I like to gamify things. So that's kind of built in there too, that, that gamification, like I can always be leveling up. I can, I can shoot for that next level. And that's, it's a good goal to have. Mm-hmm. To be shooting for that next level. Well, and you'll know what the next level is to be able to, you know, go to, you know, it's not out there and somebody will magically tap you on the shoulder. No, you know, if you get up to, you know, level three, you've had to score this high and do these kind of activities, you know, find these coins laying around on the game someplace, right? Absolutely. Rob, you, how long have you been with us now? 2014. So nine years. Nine, yeah, nine years. Wow. Nine going on 10, right? So mm-hmm. in, in those nine years, uh, have you seen us stand pat? Have you seen us stay in the same place? <laughs> I would not use uh, stagnant as a word to go along and describe the USCCA from their initial affiliate program they had with the course, you know, the Concealed Carry Home Defense Fundamentals, to the initial instructor program, then the training counselor program, and then everything they've built since then in the last uh, nine years, it's been anything but stagnant. It's uh, just kind of whirlwind, you know, hang on and, uh, you know, enjoy the ride. Yeah, and, and you know, as, as we've um, aged as we've cured for lack of a <laughs> matured the, uh, matured we've we've learned a ton of lessons and we've subscribed from the beginning and we will always subscribe to the concept of constant and never ending improvement you know continuing improvement we're never going to get away from that um you know steve and i we're in our 60s now and i steve we're still hungry to learn, aren't we? I mean, I, I I feel like I can speak for you in this particular case. Absolutely. Yeah, we we go and seek out um, quality instructors, and it's we don't limit them. Um, I I learn a lot from Justin, and Justin's actually younger than two of my kids, you know. And there's <laughs> others like <laughs> I know that's kind of crazy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, and there's others like him out there that are just filled with all kinds of information and all kinds of experience, and then there's you know, then we go for the the OGs. You know, the the guys like you, Rob, and Steve, and I that we've lived a little bit. You know, and we've had all of those touches, and we bring it back now to headquarters here, and we start looking at ways and how we can implement a lot of those lessons into what we're doing and what we're offering for our instructor base. So um, we are at that stage now where uh, quality is a focus. So I don't know if uh, both Steve and Justin told you that our the team name that we chose was the Training Excellence Team, TET, and we're part of the education and training group. So as we've evolved, you know, we, we've gained a lot of uh, full-time employees to support the program, and we actually got to a point where we um, split them in two. So the field operations team now... Um, reports to a different executive than the product development team. And then the training excellence team, which is Steve and Justin and I, we kind of have this wonderful place that bridges the two. And our our job is to help instructors to improve themselves and their businesses. We give the support that, that they would hopefully want and need 
um, to continue to improve themselves. So I got a mixture. I mean, Justin's one of the most intelligent young men that I've ever met. And boy, he likes firearms and he likes firearms for defensive purposes. And he knows a ton. And then we've got Steve and Steve, you go back four decades plus and you are rooted with, uh, I mean, you were personal friends with Colonel Cooper, if I'm not mistaken. That's, that's correct. Yep. And the amount of context that you've had in your life that you're bringing into our organization is just, it's been uh, a heck of a ride. I wish I was younger. You know, I wish I could do this again and be Justin's age. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd I'd trade that, give him my age and take his, but I yeah. wouldn't want to give up what I know. Right. <laughs> uh, I want to I want to carry it forward and add to it. That's where I'm lucky though, because you do have that experience. But I'm on the same team with you, so I constantly asking you guys questions, and that's the one thing as instructors. And I try to tell people this all the time: you can be the best instructor in the world, but never stop learning. Um just always find someone out there who knows more than you and ask them questions, ask them the things like Rob, I don't know if you saw on my Facebook page, but, uh, I, uh, started to dabble in 1911s. <laughs> anyway, yes, I saw I you got your first one the other day. <laughs> I did. So, and that's because that's because of, uh, <laughs> Steve Hendricks. So I, anyone who knew me, um, like more than three months ago would know that I, I, don't think I've ever spoke a kind word about 1911 <laughs> in my life. And now I own one because of Steve Hendricks and um, his, his knowledge and wisdom. And I'm like, you know what? It, it doesn't make sense to talk bad about something without trying it. So I'm at least I'm giving it a shot. So. Mm -hmm. Well, I've always found that some of my biggest breakthroughs have been when I push myself into uncomfortable situations. When yeah, you go along and use your non-dominant hand, you know, that's a very simple one that probably all the instructors listening can identify with, but also when you, when you go along and start shooting other guns, you know, do you go along, just have a striker fire? Do you try a revolver? Do you try a, you know, an AR, or do you try to get out there and shoot a shotgun or a bolt action rifle? Each one of them has a purpose. And as an instructor, if you know, the proper trigger uh, trigger press for a bolt action rifle you can take and understand why you've got to have that smoother trigger press when it comes to an ar and that's where there's a lot of uh there's a lot of differences but there's a lot of carryover between all those and even when it comes to instructing do you go along and just instruct on the same topic or do you push yourself to learn something a little bit different um you know first aid you know that's one of those things to where i consider myself a fire instructor but I've also taken enough first aid to where I know I can handle situations on the range. And I can also help people to understand how they can take care of things on the range. Not that I want to be a full-blown paramedic like Michael Martin or somebody else like that, but I, I feel confident I can handle it until the professionals get there. And that's where, again, I find my biggest growth is when I push myself to do something I've uh, never thought I would do it or never really had an appeal to it. Kind of like you were talking about Justin with, you know, 1911, but, you know, take a class from somebody that is, has a good reputation. That's doing something you've never really thought about doing, but it would expand your horizon understanding, which, yeah, because there's two ways of learning. You can learn the proper way or a different way of teaching it. And you can also learn the, the ways not to do it also if the person is going along and doing something that's like that that just fell completely flat when they use that example with the students 
Yeah, absolutely. And pushing yourself out of that comfort zone, just like you said for you, Rob, that's where you learn the most and learn the best. I will agree. And I think that's where I can't believe I'm saying this, where people are actually going to hear this, but that's where these two older gentlemen on my team really helped me out. Um, They're always trying to push me out of my comfort zone. And I think hopefully I try to do the same for them, but I can definitely, um, definitely say that they push me out of my comfort zone and I have learned a lot from both of them. So I wouldn't be where I am without, uh, without Steve pushing me. In fact, I don't know how far back I want to go with this. Um, but I, I did not want to teach when I first started working here at the USCCA. I'm like, you're not going to get me in front of a class. And Steve was pursuing that for a little bit. And finally he got me to snap and here I am now. So. And it's just the beginning. That That's the cool part about it. That's what I try to um, convey to all of our instructors. This is just the beginning. Everything is, is it, every day is a new day. Um, and there should be something in each day that we learn that, that makes us better. It makes us smarter, makes us more skilled, those types of things. We, we, we are at that point. Um, Rob, where I have tasked both Justin and Steve to make sure that they get out in a field right now and they do some secret shopping. They go and see what those instructors that we've had touches with, what are they doing now out there? Um, How are they performing? And that includes our own employees, our, our regional training managers who go out there and onboard new official partner ranges and official partner instructors. So we want to get out there and see how they're absorbing, digesting, and transferring that information, all of their wisdom and all their skills. You know, it's a, it's a unique period of time. And since we've launched the, you know, the training program at the USCCA, we've never, ever been able to, to do this. And, and we're, 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 the company supports us. We have... Um, money. There's investment coming our way to to make sure that we have the premier instructors that are out there. There's there's people that are are um, you know they they've come from a career in law enforcement or a career in the military um, that have some of the most impressive heroic uh, credentials that you can imagine. Um, that doesn't mean that they 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 know it all. That just means that they've been through a lot and that they can learn more and apply that a lot that they've been through to and for their end user students. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's that's the game that we're at right now. We're we're trying really hard to help those that have been teaching for a long time and and also those who are just starting. Mm-hmm. There's always something to learn and ultimately with everything you learn as an instructor, it just helps to helps you, you know, transfer better knowledge, more um, digestible knowledge to your students, which ultimately, you know, I'm, I'm happy when I go along and uh, hit bullseye on the target, when I make the steel ring, different things along those lines, but I'm really, really happy when my students know how to properly avoid danger, how to properly defend themselves, and then how to properly, you know, to uh, stay out of jail and doing things because they made the smart decisions for it. Because, you know, too many times we read in the newspaper about things have gone wrong and you just read it and it's like, yeah, this is a, this is a mess. Somebody made some bad decisions up front. And that's what I try to go along and educate my students on, make sure they, they make the best decisions they can at the time. Yeah, that's, I, yeah, I agree with you completely. Um, when we think about it, we start talking about our personal defense. We kind of get focused on the firearms and, 
for years as a, a law enforcement instructor, I always told my my trainees that look, when it comes to the firearms, nothing else will do, um, and that's that's true for the civilian too. But there's there's a whole lot more that precedes that. That the better we at are on those things, the less likely we are to need that firearm. And it and it's great to have those spectacular shooting skills and stuff like that. But um, it's it's much better for everybody to not even have to go there. And um, that's, I think, probably one of the most unique things that uh, I admired about the USCCA when I got involved with them is um, what a focus um, our organization has on avoiding violent encounters. And and there's a whole, um, it's, some people think of it as kind of boring because, you know, the guns are exciting. But, um, man, what a wealth of knowledge and skills come with being able to be situationally aware, um, identify those potential threats and avoid them. Um, that's a, that's a skill set, uh, in and of itself that a lot of people don't appreciate. You win a hundred percent of the uh, conflicts that you avoid. Period. Exactly right. And if you don't avoid it, there is some chance of you know serious injury or death. So if you avoid it, it's a hundred percent. You go home, see your family, wake up tomorrow in your own bed. If you don't avoid it, You've got a chance of other things happening, and those are not very appealing, especially for those with uh, family, friends, close loved ones. Yep, That's absolutely good. right. Hey, um, one question. I know um, this is the 20th year for the USCCA. There is a big plan for a big party up in uh, uh, Milwaukee here coming up in September. Uh, can you tell us uh, what's going to be happening there for the instructors? <laughs> that we cannot reveal. I know you want to have the scoop, Rob, but here, here's what I can say to you. It's like everything that we do. It's going to, um, it starts, you know, with that little idea and then it, it grows and then it blossoms. And we're not in a blossom phase yet, so I don't want to be on record as saying what's going to happen. Um, because some of it's beyond our control, to be quite honest with you. I don't know if the fellows told you, but we actually um, just onboarded a brand new director for the education and training group. So his name is Rob Chadwick, and Rob has um, just completed a career in law enforcement um, where 25 of those years was working for the FBI. So he has a lot to digest himself before he goes and makes any decisions on what we're going to do um, this coming September. But what we do have is the expo and where it is um, being held is in Milwaukee. It's in our home state uh, where USCCA Delta Defense is headquartered in Wisconsin. And I believe it's the weekend, correct me if I'm wrong, fellas, but I think it's the weekend after Labor Day, correct? Correct. Yeah. So, so I got it on, on my calendar already for it. Yep. So, I mean, um, stand by. Uh, well, you know what, Rob, I promise you, once there's some um, finality to the de decisions on what we're going to be doing, I'll, you'll be the first to know. Mm -hmm. Well, and I will tell the listeners, uh, go out to USCCAExpo.com and sign up for it now, because whether you're there for the instructor um, benefits, whether you're there for the um, seminars they have or different things like that, it will be worth while your time to be there uh one or all those days to make time to come up to milwaukee which uh i've been to several of them and they're they always walk away with uh, uh strengthening the bonds of people that you know 
making new bonds with people who don't know, and also to get an education uh, for it, which is really great. The um, the three of us on the Training Excellence team will be presenting, whether it's in a classroom or on the demonstration stage, but you'll be able to see us while we're out there um, that three-day weekend. Is there going to be a taser involved? Well, we've got that reserve <laughs> for the product development team. We're, we've got that reserve for Justin. <laughs> no, no, been there, done that. I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I've got that video too, Justin. If you want me to link it to the podcast, you know. Yeah, that was that was one of those uh, one of those times where Steve's like, "No, you should do it. This would be really good for your uh, <laughs> talk to it while teaching." Now, yeah, I let him talk me into it once, never again. Yeah, you, you and Heather did that. That was that was great. <laughs> I wasn't wrong though, either was I, Justin? No, I tell everyone in my class how horrible it is being tased. <laughs> and how effective what about the pepper i think you're due for um, having an experience with uh no 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 I'm uh, some oc I'm yeah <laughs> i will not be happening at expo we'll <laughs> do that <laughs> okay if rob does it with you would you be could we talk, talk you into it that way oh if rob does it with me yeah that could be something good justin <sighs> I don't know. We'll talk about you it. You stand in front of me and I'll stand behind you. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. That sounds like a really good idea. <laughs> we can make something special, you know? <laughs> it's happen. It's 20th just, anniversary. You got to do something to go over the top with it, right? Just yeah. make sure I have a heads up because I'm going to I'm gonna come with my camera. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to document it. <laughs> Definitely. Well, good information, guys. Really good. Appreciate the conversation. Now for that special question uh, that I warned everybody about and stuff for Mr. Fisher there. Uh, can you name a, an event class or place that you feel that people uh, supporting the Second Amendment should do or see sometime in their lifetime? And we'll start with you, Mr. Hendricks. Well, you know, as we discussed that um, situation, I, I thought the the point, I mean, for me, was that go to a, you know, not just a foreign country, a third world country. Um, and the things that we take for granted, it will amaze you what you take for granted and, and you, you, you don't think you do until you see what other people don't have and, and the, um, the things they suffer through on a daily basis as um, normal. Uh, mm -hmm. It'll give you a whole new appreciation for um, not only where we live, but for the people who defend our freedoms, and um, it's an invaluable lesson. You can't you can't get that lesson anywhere else. There's no substitute. You can't simulate it here. Um, you got to go there and do that. I concur. Good suggestion there, Steve. JP, uh, I'm actually kind of surprised uh, Steve Hendricks didn't steal this one from me, but uh, I think it was last year, or the year before. <laughs> I I was uh, I had the opportunity to go to Gunsight, um, as Steve had alluded earlier in this uh, recording, that he was good friends with Colonel Cooper. So I got to take a, a private tour of uh, Colonel Cooper's residence and the property. And just knowing the history, like how much history has come out of there and how much firearms knowledge um, has been shared at that place. I haven't taken a class from Gunsight, but just being there on the property and touring Colonel Cooper's house and being able to talk with the instructors, I thought that was that was a, a pretty amazing experience. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ken Campbell out there is a heck of an instructor and he's in my uh, backyard basically, or he's from my backyard, I should say over there in Indiana there. So I'll get out there one of these times, but it's uh, definitely a special place. It's on my short, short list to do my, before I uh, go on to my next uh, life. Absolutely. I would definitely recommend it. <laughs> well, Mr. Fisher, you've had plenty of time to think about this. What's your suggestion for people? I, I, you know, I, I like where both of the, the fellows were um, taking you. So I, I also am one that has been influenced tremendously by history. So I agree with, with Steve, if you have the opportunity to, to travel and if you, if you can go and experience what it's like in places that don't have all of the, um, the wonderfulness that comes with being a United States citizen, you know, go see that. But I, I got one for you too. Um, you don't have to go outside of the United States to, to drink up some amazing history. Um, one of my favorite places is in Massachusetts. Did I say that word right? I think I got it. Mm-hmm. Um, Boston in particular and um, the freedom trail. So it's, 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 an amazing walk through time where it takes you from the oppressed as we are rapidly approaching independence day it takes you it gives you the perspective as well as it can in in today's world what it was like to be um, subjects for you know in occupying um i don't know how you would say this but we weren't free and uh, we were under um the control of a monarchy right mm-hmm. the people in the united states before it was called the united states what was it called before it was the united states justin do you know did you pay attention the to colonies that was called the colonies there so, were 30 of them that i do know rob did you just bail that young man out of that history yes yeah, so i was a little i was it jumped on it too fast <laughs> you're like i know this one i know this one <laughs> So, I mean, if you get an opportunity, has anybody else in this podcast here, has anybody done the Freedom Trail in Boston? Bucket uh, list. I have. I had one person who uh, Battle Road up there in uh, uh, in Massachusetts. They suggest that one, but not the uh, not the Freedom Trail. I, I would highly recommend it, and mm-hmm. um, it uh, it kind of it's kind of what we're all about, isn't it? I mean the freedom second amendment is the one amendment that kind of guarantees us that freedom doesn't it and the one thing i always go along and uh you realize you know come the fourth july the signers to the declaration of independence were literally signing their death sentence i mean you you think about that in today's world you know how many people would be willing willing to go along put their name to a document that they know you know somebody's gonna basically want to hunt them down um, you know, I don't know too many people that would want to do it. And I'd have to be really, really pissed off and dedicated to the cause to be able to say, Hey, I don't care what happens. This is, this is the right thing to do. But we know, you know, our experiment democracy has led the world for 200 plus years now. And even the freedoms that we have are, you know, great compared to other countries, you know, even other first world countries, uh, they don't have the same freedoms we have. I mean, we can sit there and protest all we want and complain about people and the government can't do anything to us. Right. Other countries, even first world countries, you don't always have that right, which is kind of amazing when you think about it, that 
they can't protest their government but take it for granted sometimes mm-hmm yeah, we do. And think about how hard we've got it until we start looking and figuring out, wow, look at that. It's, uh, you know, so much harder in the, uh, you know, go to another country. I went to Cuba for, uh, during that window when we could travel to Cuba. That's an eye opener right there for you. Free education, free health care, free housing, housing that is uh, 50 years old, you know, no new houses, generational housing in the same house. I mean, it's uh completely foreign when it comes to uh u.s thinking and here's the one thing that will shock every american listening to this uh podcast the most one of the things in shortest supply in cuba toilet paper think about that from a u.s standpoint they did not have toilet paper to go around just because of the way the way the government runs things because they run everything so yeah we you know we may we may have our problems we've got a lot of them but we got toilet paper Hell a lot better, better than the down South there. <laughs> Pretty simple way of looking at things. That isn't Steve. <laughs> Talk about taking it for granted. <laughs> exactly. Well, Hey, I don't know who wants to take this question, but where can people find more out about the USCCA and their uh, training program? Oh, Steve Fisher's got this one. <laughs> called Justin Peters at <laughs> what's your private number Justin I got it right here I'll share it with everybody <laughs> it's pretty easy Justin's referring to the way that I will end our protector academy videos all you got to do is go to uscca.com slash training and you can find an official partner range or a certified instructor near you Perfect. And with that, gentlemen, thank you for your time and have and be safe. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Thanks Rob. for inviting us on, Rob. Yep. That's a wrap for this episode. And if you are a USCCA instructor, I hope you found some value in this podcast and hopefully it'll spread it on to other instructors. If you if you aren't a USCCA instructor, then check check out with me on some upcoming instructor classes I have and or questions you have about their program. And do everyone a favor. Go to Google or Spotify, or wherever you listen to us at, and give us a five-star review and let people know what you find of value in our podcast each week. If you've got suggestions, topics, guests, feel free to email me at ftp at com. And don't forget about the Guardian Conference coming up on September 15th through 17th in Oklahoma City, and also the USCCA Expo coming up on September 8th through the 10th in Milwaukee. If you like our content, don't forget to check out our website where you can go and search over our 200 episodes on various topics. Our website is farmtrainerpodcast.com. Visit our sponsor, especially Farm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Listeners can get 10% off on their policy by using promo code FTP10 at checkout. We bring this podcast support industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe out there, everybody. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.